Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. That's right. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Chua Tiantian with your market view. Now, the U.S. and China economies are in focus today, with Federal Reserve officials set to meet later to decide on their next monetary policy moves. Now, observers are expecting the Fed to raise interest rates by 25 basis points after a series of outsized rate hikes last year. But when and at what point will the Fed pivot away from their hawkish stance? And in the meantime, earnings continue to. Drive stock movements with earnings from McDonald's and General Motors on deck for the day. To what extent can this batch of earnings report help investors get clues on the state of the U.S. economy? Well, back in Asia, China's budget deficit jumped to a record 8.96 trillion yuan or 1.7 trillion Sing dollars last year to bolster its economy. How would that change for 2023 as authorities dial back on their strict COVID containment measures? Now, for more, let's speak to Oriano Liza, sales trader at CMC Markets. Hi, Oriano. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, great to have you on. And Oriano, um, maybe let's start with the US, right? Federal Reserve officials set to meet today to decide on where to take interest rates to. Markets expecting the central bank to hike rates by 25 basis points. What are you expecting for now? And how would the Fed's dot plot look like this time round? Yeah, I think it's all but cemented in the 25 basis point move yeah. um, at the upcoming meeting. Um, and I think that has been kind of confirmed with uh, lower trading in the first couple of days right. of this uh, new trading week. So looking sort of further uh, down the line, a move to sort of 5% by March's meeting uh, is definitely on the cards. Hmm. Um, but I think that is a key junction or that's a key precipice as to, as to a starting point as to when the Fed may pivot. Keeping in mind, along with obviously the um, upcoming meeting on Friday, we have uh, non-farm payroll figures, as well as some forecasted decline in house prices and a slight jump in unemployment. This will obviously help to um, this will obviously help to determine the narrative um, of the Fed. And like always, when we've got a cemented move in place, hmm. what we want to be looking or taking, uh, I guess the most attention or paying the most attention to uh, is the language being used by the Fed to pick up on any pointers in, in the general direction. Right. Talk about the language by the Fed and the general direction going forward. I really want to get your take on this, Oriano. HSBC Asset Management's Global Chief Strategies, Joe Little, he said, Fed policymakers, they could cut rates by a full percentage point before the end of the year, which is double the half-point easing priced in by US swaps currently. He also flagged another 200 basis points of cuts in 2024. And do you agree with this assessment, though, or is it too ambitious? I think, look, I think it is somewhat ambitious, but I'm not totally in disagreement with uh, with Joe Little's uh, view here. The balancing act that the Fed has to try and obviously manage here um, is that if the rate cut is too drastic, uh, one of two things could happen. It, right. may compl- it, it may not completely alleviate recession concerns, but have a... Uh, an adverse effect where the markets may be duped into thinking that the recession is not on the horizon. So this is where the Fed needs to be very, uh, I guess, tactful in the way in which Mm. they manage the uh, rate hikes or should they pivot away some of those cuts. 
Uh, to give a little bit of perspective on this as well, we always need to look at our historic uh, rates, and we're at historic highs of around 6.5%, mm-hmm. um, with forecasts sort of projected by the end of 2023 to be at 3.2%. But the narrative is that we're still quite far away from that manageable 2% Fed mandate, which we often hear um, is, is what they're governed by. So the market, you know, these types of cuts need to be managed um, adequately. Otherwise, it could, you know, uh, I guess, speed up some sort of systemic shock to the markets. Right. And as we wait for what's uh, what will happen eventually, I want to turn our attention to look at the different sectors within the US and in particular, the EV sector. Seems like a price war is going on there. Ford is slashing price prices of its Mustang Mach-E by an average of 4500 US dollars that of course after Tesla cut prices in light of growing competition what do you think the price war would mean for the EV industry and the adoption of EVs in the longer term and what does it mean for stock price for EV makers then I think it's a really positive move uh, in terms right. of the industry and the maturity of the market. We wouldn't necessarily see these types of adjustments to um, operational uh, costs and efficiency by the big players within EV. Um, naturally, the flip side is that revenue and growth targets are likely to be missed from the larger players within mm. the EV market. Um, but it will obviously spurn growth as well. I think something that is very important to take note of is that governments, including the Singapore government, Mm. are really adopting this move towards uh, the sort of greener electronic vehicle market with, you know, here in Singapore, registration fees. Um, But also a key focus on uh, charging points by 2030 being um, a major play by the local government here. Right. And in terms of the stock market price, um, we do see here at CMC a lot of people uh, taking a big interest in the EV market. Mm -hmm. Um, We have seen recent uplifts in the performance of the major players such as Lucid, BYD and and the uh, darling of the stock market, Tesla. Mm -hmm. Um, They are somewhat from historic lows, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we will see the continual growth in the sector as adoption becomes stronger. So for longer term uh, investment opportunities, I think it is an area uh, for growth. Investors obviously naturally have to uh, bide their time. Right. And speaking of uh, companies, well, um, Oriano, we're expecting this week to be rather heavy on the earnings front. Some big names, McDonald's, General Motors set to report today. Tech giants, Apple, Meta set to report later in the week. How are they likely to fare then and what clues can we get on the state of the U.S. economy and how firms are reacting to that? Sure. I guess I sort of start with grouping the two uh, sort of tech giants in Apple and Meta. Um, Naturally, we've seen um, a large amount of layoffs within the tech sector and it's been very much publicised. I think Apple steering away from uh, employee uh, layoffs has naturally given their stock market a bit more, uh, sorry, their their share price, apologies, a bit more of a positive spin. And we've seen that recently uh, in in the market Mm -hmm. moves in price. Given this, though, they have had to, I guess, absorb a lot of the uh, impact from the China laggard reopening. So we've obviously seen production, uh, semiconductors, and a lot of their a lot of delays in terms of delivery of their new uh, Apple products in terms of iPhones and uh, the computers. Right. Along. Alongside that, you've got um, a pricing a pricing war because we've seen the, the U.S. dollar 
uh, right. obviously yeah. become so strong uh, in, in middle middle to late uh, last year. And that is obviously impacting um, Apple's export sales because a large amount of people, a large amount of people naturally are purchasing um, from outside of the U.S., if we take a look at Meta, um, I think they have benefited in short term from those uh, job cuts, hmm. um, from an adverse effect where the job cuts have lowered a couple expenditure positively. So that's impacted their bottom line uh, handsomely. And they've, they've, ta- they've had a bit of a strategic play in terms of some of the moves. Obviously, naturally, the metaverse. Mm. And then also what we have um, also seen is them taking a bit more of a serious stance in terms of their governance, where they've implemented some uh, firewalls and Mm. some systems in terms of uh, tracking malicious uh, malware and things to offset some... Exactly, yeah. so to offset some of their uh, previous issues that they did have surrounding uh, customer data. Right. If you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Oriano Liza, sales trader at CMC Markets. Well, Oriano, away from the US, uh, the Bank of England, the European Central Bank, they are set to announce their rate decisions. What can we expect for now? Yeah, so it's been quite, um, I guess it's been quite positive. So if I, if I t- look at it from a market's perspective, the positive impact has been surrounding the, the, the strengthening of both the euro and the pound against the dollar, which is obviously the benchmark. So they have, they again have recovered from historic lows uh, since October of last year when we saw uh, the, the euro uh, down near parity against the, the US dollar. Um, and they are, they are expected to probably get, gather some more gains in the short term uh, with the 50, 50 basis points uh, looking to be uh, increased by both of the uh, central banks, the BOE and the ECB. So UK equity markets have obviously come off as well. They they were in uh, lockstep with the uh, outperforming pound for a while and reached a level of 7,800. Yeah. Um, but we've seen the correlation to the US market start to ta- start to come into play. So they have slowly started to tail off uh, shortly, and that could be a sign of things to come. Right, and I'd like to wrap up, uh, Oriano, by talking about what's happening back home in Asia. China's budget deficit jumped to a record 8.96 trillion yuan, which is around 1.7 trillion Sing dollars last year, as uh, the government tries to bolster its economy. How would that change this year, though, as uh, authorities relaxed those tough COVID-19 containment measures and positioned the economy for recovery? Yeah, I think I think it's quite a positive um, a positive play in terms of China. Um, naturally, we will see a shrinking of that budget deficit, and in the short term, we will see a positive impact to the local China market and the wider Southeast Asian uh, Southeast Asian markets uh, as well. Um, Generally, there is a bit of a uh, knee-jerk reaction where where, where the markets will move uh, quite high, but. In terms of the deficit itself, we're probably looking at least three to six months to sort of really start trimming that down, mm. assuming that China stick, sticks to its uh, reopening policies um, as they are at the moment. Right, right. And one quick question before we let you go, Ariano. To what extent do you think China's reopening optimism has filtered through to regional markets, especially as investors returned from that Lunar New Year break? Sure. Yeah, I think I think it's all um, generally a lot of our conversations <laughs> surrounding recession and things. But yeah. I think this is one of the more positive, uh, one of the more positive um, takeaways mm. that we, 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 we do see. Um, we've seen an uplift in performance since uh, in regional markets since China reopening. Uh, the chief benefactor in this particular instance has been uh, Hong Kong, obviously so highly correlated with uh, mm. the, Chi- the Chinese economy. Um, it's seen test. It has uh, tested levels 
levels seen back in April 2022 of around 22,000. And locally here on the ground in Singapore, uh, apart from you know today's mild sell-off, we have been looking at levels of around 3,400 in the STI. So that those levels hadn't been seen since April or May last year, mm. um, which is a really uh, sort of, I guess, positive outlook for the markets. In mm. terms of particular sectors, naturally travel and tourism, stocks have rebounded strongly. Um, with SIA showing signs of recovery um, and some of those risk on currencies like the Aussie dollar have stabilised and somewhat improved um, with its heavy reliance on China's manufacturing. Right, so hopefully uh, that continues and we can really see some light at the end of the tunnel. Thanks very much, Oriano. That was Oriano Liza, sales trader at CMC Markets. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.